Greetings, listeners. Please note, the views and opinions stated on this podcast are that of the hosts. We are not authorities on the topics discussed here and do not claim to be. We're here to share our knowledge, our experiences, and have some laughs at the expense of everyone, including ourselves. Please keep an open mind, an open heart, and an open sense of humor. Enjoy listening. everyone and welcome to the magic meltdown podcast hello so how are you doing night with a k i'm doing mm, i'm okay you're okay (laughs) i'm okay i'm a pretty honest person i'm just like i'm a i'm a fucking eternal sad boy so like you know (laughs) them uh the mental health issues be kicking my ass pretty frequently oh well, hopefully our podcast will lift your spirits a little bit today. <laughs> yes, please lift my spirits. So I have to apologize, though. I did listen to our last like episode, two episodes, really. And boy, did I sound like I had some kind of like frog in my throat or something. So I'm like very, you know, very aware of it today. So hopefully I don't sound quite so... I don't know. I sounded raspy. I sounded like I you're was. Li- I like that you're like, I sounded raspy. Meanwhile, during an episode, I go through like 18 different voices that I do. <laughs> I just, I felt like I was kind of channeling my inner Rod Stewart or something. It was, I wasn't, I wasn't happy about like it at I'm all. I'm out of milk and coffee. <laughs> right. Oh my God. So. Meanwhile, so- I'm over here like fucking like about to turn into like an old lady for no fucking reason, like chain smoking, like, your kids want to hear that's magic. <laughs> And then in 10 minutes, I'll be like a random Russian person. Like, who knows? Oh, my goodness. So. <laughs> Please, it's how I handle stress. I just do different voices. I'm like, maybe it'll distract people. I wish I could do voices. I, unfortunately, I don't think. I mean, maybe I do and I don't realize it, but no, I'm not. I, I, could, I don't know. I feel like probably being like a, like, kind of like a latchkey kid and being raised by, like, television, being my only friend as a child. It just, like, it comes so naturally where it's cool, like, though. I don't even think about it. It just happens and like at my job my bosses will be like do you realize that you'll just like start talking in weird voices when we're trying to have like a serious business conversation and i'm like you're like yeah why, one- why on earth would i be talking weird all of a like, sudden yeah, I'm a one-man show <laughs> <laughs> i'm like please this is how i handle stress <laughs> grandpappy grand knight can't handle all this stress <laughs> my grandparent voice, voice yeah, helps my grandparent me. voice <laughs> helps me Take I've got a couple of grandparent voices. It's awful. <laughs> so this week we are going to be talking about doing magic spells and talking about them with people, putting pictures of them on your on social media, discussing in detail your magical work with others, um, and then I briefly want to touch on people that take pictures of their altars. <laughs> That sounds like a fun topic. Right. So I think um, let's start with talking about our own personal practice. Um, So now for me, I am pretty secretive about my spell work. Um, I really, I don't think I ever, ever really just tell anybody that I've done any I mean like maybe like a new moon and ritual I'll say oh I have to do my new moon ritual but like I don't think I've ever like called you up and asked if we could go over the finer points of of the spell that I just did I I am very very secretive about my magical works now what about you Knight? um kind of yes and kind of no like I've definitely had times in the past where I would share, like, I'd share, like, pictures of a spell working. Sure. Or maybe, like, a short clip. But I never got in-depth about About what what you were actually doing, yes. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not, any, like, anybody who knows me, I'm not, like, I'm not a fucking aesthetic person at all. Like, I wish I could be an aesthetic person. I'm just not. Like, when I'm going through social media, I used to get really fucking annoyed that, You know, again, we talk about this all the time, but it's just like, like modern day witchcraft has just become so about the look, the aesthetic, the pageantry of it, that it's just like, 
you can you can have all the fucking crystals and all the herbs and all the little trinkets and gadgets you want and it can be just fucking empty mm-hmm. like me if i'm scrolling through like a witch group on like facebook or scrolling through instagram and i see you know a fucking crystal grid and there's eighty thousand different crystals and herbs and trinkets Looking at that on the internet, that's no different, that's literally no different to me than, like, staring at, like, an altar in a movie or staring at, you know, a witchcraft shop in a movie. Like, that's that's how it feels to me. Like, there's nothing, unless you're sitting here and being like, this is what this crystal is for, this is what this is for. Like, unless you're actually explaining it, I don't find anything impressive about being like, I own more crystals than you, I own more herbs than you, I own more athames than you, like... I don't think there's anything impressive about that. I agree. I agree. So, like, I know, like, in the past, like, when I've shared stuff, it'd be like, I mean, I tend to share, like, I usually, like, my photos, like, if I share anything like that, I usually tend to put, like, a filter on it, like, to make it, like, black and white or kind of, like, more muted colors, Mm because I personally like the way that looks, and I feel like it kind of adds a bit more to the anonymity of the image itself. Sure, So, I mean, like, I've had times where I've shared... I've never shared a picture of, like, my altar space publicly because, to me, like, that's that's my private space. But because of how my altar is, it's not a good space to actually do magic on. So right, I right. tend to, like, I'll get, like, a little folding table or, like, even my kitchen table or, like, one of the shelves on my bookshelf. Like, that's what I'll usually do actual magical workings on. Same, same. I don't do magical workings on my altar either. Yeah, and, I mean, I don't mind, like, you know, if I take a picture of, oh, here's here's a black and white picture of, like, you know, a couple of candles and a mortar and pestle on my kitchen table, I don't feel like that necessarily compromises my magic, and it doesn't, it doesn't, I don't feel like I'm oversharing things I personally would not want to overshare. Right. So I was thinking about where my secrecy comes from, and um, I definitely think I can pinpoint that it comes from numerous books that I read at the beginning of me starting on this, you know, witchcraft journey. So I decided to do a little homework, and I went back to my books, and I was right. And actually, I, I was I was feeling very victorious because I the first book I opened up, I'm like, yes, I knew it. This is I found the chapter immediately. Um, so one of the things that and I'm going to actually quote my reference material. So I busted out my To Stir a Magic Cauldron by Silver <laughs> Ravenwolf. Now, I am not 100% sure if I enjoy Silver Raven Wolf anymore. I used to love her when I was a teenager and didn't know any better. Um, I, I know that she has become problematic. Well, we've kind of talked about that in other episodes, and we'll definitely cover in a future episode about like when your favorite witch authors end up not being as great as you think right. they are. Um, but... So this this was one of her earlier books, and I I will say that like you know f- when I was flipping through, most of it sounds pretty normal, um, nothing too crazy. I I I wonder I wonder if maybe some of the problems with her started like later on. This is definitely a book from like two thousand or maybe even yeah two thousand exact. This is about two thousand edition. Yeah, I feel I feel like even because I mean back you know back when we first started. Silver Ravenwolf was just like a go-to like author. Like she was she, she was a was, big name yeah. and if you at like you know if you asked other like pagans or witches or whatever like her name would always come up even you know our local like our local metaphysical shop around here the owner she you know she offers like uh like wicca classes and workshops and that is literally like she will tell any new students immediately like Silver Raven Wolf is the way to go. Like, that's whose books you want to get. That's whose books you want to buy. That's whose books you want to read. Like, you know, even though her books are very outdated <laughs> and, you know, very... I feel like Silver Raven Wolf does have, like, a specific um, practice that she follows. So, yes, you know. yes. It's like a kind of like a Wicca meets folk magic. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, and it's funny because... 
she was featured heavily in the early editions of Llewellyn's Magic Almanac. Like, I know the first one that I, I might, the infamous 1996 Almanac, <laughs> which I literally bring her, I like have it with me at all times, I feel like. Um, she was one of the heavily featured authors. But side note, somebody posted on Facebook, uh, uh, they had the 1995 Llewellyn Magic Almanac, and all of the articles were written by... No, it wasn't 1995. I think it was like before, like 1992 or something. And all the articles were written by Scott Cunningham and some other guy. And I thought that was like really interesting how like the first few editions, it was just like two authors. Um, So anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. So I pulled up in this book, Silver talks about the witch's pyramid which i wasn't 100 percent sure what that even was um and i went ahead and googled that and that was a well actually let's see if i can tell you what that says um i had never i was not super familiar with the term the witch's pyramid i i have heard of it like once or twice i think there was a youtuber that i used to follow like a decade ago that might have mentioned it and i feel like i've probably read it in a book somewhere i mean it it sounds vaguely familiar it just i think it was one of those things where i read it and i go this doesn't apply to me and then my brain was like (laughs) erase (laughs) yes so the witch's pyramid is a pyramid pyramid (laughs) (laughs) pyramid pyramid. (laughs) give me that there witch's pyramid don't know what accent that was that i just acquired (laughs) Um, the Witch's Pyramid is a magical philosophy that predates modern witchcraft and was first articulated by the French occultist and magician Eliphius Levi. And he had he wrote about it in his two-volume uh, manual, which was called The Transcendental Magic, Its Doctrine and Ritual, released in 1854. So, Silver references <laughs> this. So, been around for a while. Been, been a, around for a while. Um, but one of the, so the, the witch's pyramid, basically what it is, it's four, four fundamental beliefs, practices. It's to know, to will, to dare, and to be silent. And, um, so silver actually breaks this down as to what the witches, you know, kind of a little bit further as, you know, what to know means and etc. So it, she even says, learn to keep your mouth shut before you perform. Learn to keep your mouth shut while you're waiting for results. Learn to keep your mouth shut after the operation. Um, so that is definitely a thing. So then I, I busted out Scott Cunningham that we always talk about because I felt like I had definitely read about secrecy and that sort of thing back in the day when I first, you know, first was looking at his books and he kind of takes a different stance on it. Um, he, he firmly believed that talking about your spells with people would not hinder the outcome. Um, that, that true magic is limitless and that speaking of a ritual to others doesn't disperse its energies um so yeah i mean and he he said that like once you send out the intent it's it's out there in the universe um and he actually kind of made a a, a kind of a good example he said the disbelief of others has as much effect on magic as does an unschooled person's doubt that a calculator can add two and two to equal four the calculator will work regardless of the observer's doubt so too will magic um so yeah so you kind of have a little bit of opposing you know beliefs i guess you would say on Mm -hmm. this um but I don't know. I mean, I feel like if you're chit-chatting with others a lot about magical work that you've done, I think that what I would be a bit concerned about would be if your own thought processes about the spell work that you've done kind of would hinder the energy flow. You, you know what I mean? Like, because I really believe that when you do magic, you shouldn't dwell on it. You do it and you keep it moving. 
You know, you think it's going to happen. You obviously, you know, you want to have that positive intent. But like if you're sitting there and thinking about, wow, that spell I did last night, hope that works. Like Mm -hmm. you're already casting doubt on your own magic works. Yeah. One of the biggest parts of magic is having the the confidence and the the self-assurance that what you're doing is going to work. Right. That's a big part of the whole you know, as the as the modern children like to call it, manifestation. <laughs> but, you know, that's that's a big part of it is any form of, you know, intention, manifestation, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Like, it is being confident about it and it is having your own self-assurance that it is going to work. Right. And I feel like, I feel like that kind of comes with a little bit of like a double-edged sword, though, because... Like, to me personally, again, this is my own personal belief. I know everybody's a little different. Like, I feel as though there are two things that affect magic. I believe there is A, the practitioner themselves, mm-hmm. and B, you know, the universe at large. The power, like a divine you know, intervention. The, the, the divine of. intervention, you know, whether, you know, God, goddess, whoever, even if you don't believe in deities, whatever energy in the universe, I think sometimes things just aren't meant to be. And or they're not meant to be when you want them to be. I have had plenty of times in my life where I've done spell work that was, you know, very powerful. I put a lot of thought, a lot of intention, a lot of working into doing a spell. And I'm just, you know, sitting there like do 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 like waiting for the results. And I'm kind of like, I know I didn't fuck that up, but I know like my my, you know, my intent is where it should have been. And then maybe like six months later, it comes to fruition. But I also notice that when it is coming to fruition, other things are lining up in place. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's why. Like, I just, I didn't need this in my life as quickly as I thought I needed it. Or it was meant to happen along with these things, like kind of set off a little bit of a chain reaction to get the desired outcome that I want. And I feel like a lot of people, you know, especially I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not one of my favorite things in the world to say is I don't mean to be mean, but I mean, you'll hear (laughs) me say it a million times. Like I'm going to sound like an asshole, but I feel like a lot of the modern witch people that I kind of come across like on the internet or even like in person, a lot of people are dabblers these days. Mm -hmm. And it's because nobody wants again nobody i like i'm gonna get my boomer voice going on here like (laughs) nobody wants to put in the work and the effort to actually be a witch anymore and nobody wants to put in the work and the effort to be like a magical practitioner anymore because you know they see on instagram or tiktok like well i can just burn a bay leaf and my dreams will come true like Nobody wants to sit there and read through books. Nobody wants to read through, you know, oh, I'm going to go visit 14 different websites and get all this information and take notes. Nobody, like, nobody wants to do the legwork anymore. Everybody just wants that kind of instant gratification. And I feel like especially when it comes to magic nowadays and you have so many people who are dabblers, you get a lot of people who question themselves because... You know, again, they're seeing on the internet like, oh, just burn a bay leaf with your with your wish on it and your wish will come true. And then their wish doesn't immediately come true. So then they're like, well, is magic even real? Is this all just fake? Am I just being led on? Like and then they turn they turn to like the online forums like, well, I I did. I did the the bay leaf wish burning spell and my wish didn't come true immediately. So what am I not a witch? Is this fake? Is this you know, it's like people don't realize there's so much more that goes behind it other than just fucking burning something right i mean if it was that easy everybody would be burning bay leaves and having their wishes come true exactly i mean it's not how magic works um yeah so i also wonder too i mean like because obviously so this the you know the silver raven wolf book that i'm referencing is from 2000 the scott cunningham book is from the 90s obviously the the witch's pyramid was designed (laughs) in the 1800s um so i I have to wonder too like if scott cunningham for example was still alive or if silver raven wolf was to write this book now 
what they would think knowing, you know, with like social media and being able to take pictures of everything and posting it online. And I wonder if maybe they would have like a little bit of a disclaimer, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, it's, it, I don't know. I mean, also to what I don't fully understand is like, why do you want to go into a, a like a Facebook group, for example, mm-hmm. and talk at length about a spell that you did like I don't I mean I I, understand like if if you think okay if something happened mm -hmm. like you were doing a spell and like I don't know something weird happened or you know you're you're questioning well you know I feel like you shouldn't be questioning you did the spell move it I mean keep going to be honest I think again you know it it's it has a lot to do just with how our modern society is where it's like people want answers they want reassurance they want to be a part of something you know people want community they whether like whatever whether their intentions are good or bad people want to be a part of a group people want to be a part of you know if it's getting attention if it's just feeling included and not feeling lonely like i think that's a big part of it where you know people and especially you know, we, we talk at length about especially like newcomers and dabblers and people who are just starting out on this path where they, unlike us, when, you know, we started out and there wasn't, you know, internet to turn to and be like, hey, I don't know if I'm witchcrafting right. Like, <laughs> they they have that option now. And people, I feel like, not again not to sound like an asshole speaking from my own experiences in life here speaking of you know my my 20 fucking years of experience here a lot of people that i have met in in the pagan in the witch community over the last 20 years a lot of people who end up in this community are quote-unquote outcasts Mm -hmm. they're the people who you know they liked comic books and dungeons and dragons and you know watching sci-fi tv shows and they were always kind of misunderstood and you know like i'm not saying that's everybody i'm just saying i've met a lot of people who you know are into like nerdy things that probably got them fucking bullied in school and got them looked down upon and then they kind of stumbled across witchcraft and or or wicca or paganism and started studying that and then you know they showed up you know in the pagan community and they're like there's like fucking you know there's a dude over there dressed as like a jester there's a guy over there who looks like a pirate there's a lady (laughs) over there who looks like a gypsy nobody's judging anybody everybody's welcoming people are asking me my name you know they think i'm cool like that happens so much and there are so many people who again are because they don't meet the the status quo of like what's cool or what's hip or like what's normal or relevant or pop culture like they feel like outcasts and they find a community where they're more easily welcomed into they Mm -hmm. find a place where you know i mean even if you look at like even if you look at other religions, like most religions, like actual established religions, not a lot of them are like super, not all of them are super like, what? You want to follow our religion? Hell yeah. Get over here. Let right, me teach right. you about it. I, I mean, mean it, it just depends. You know, cause, and even then it's like, you know, you think about like some of the Christian denominations versus each other. Like, I'm sorry. I've been like, I've been to several Catholic churches in my life where like, I walked in there in fucking, like, sweatpants and a fucking t-shirt, and I thought they were gonna fucking crucify me up there next to Christ, because they were all in there wearing their fucking Sunday finest and looking bougie as fuck, and, like, just being like, mm, you dare to walk into our church looking like a peasant. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's that thing where there's, there's such a sense of welcoming that people just end up in this it's almost like like this kind of slip you know this little Mm -hmm. crack that people end up in and then from there they just kind of go along with everything and i think that's why there's been such an increase in interest in magic in the dabblers in all that you know i not to sound like the fucking crazy egomaniac that i am but like i i there's so many people that if i'm going through like a witchcraft group on on social media just looking at their profile pic i can just fucking read them as a person right like you know you get you get like the the kind of like 
you know, the like pudgy women with the glasses and the short haircuts who look like nobody's probably ever called them pretty in their life. And, you know, they're the first ones that if some woman looking, you know, wearing, you know, like sexy black lingerie with a witch hat, they're the first ones commenting on the photos like, you're so beautiful. You're what I wish I could be. Like, you're a real witch. And it's just like, it's sad that as a, as a society and as a people, we people feel they need to be that way right right. you know you've got you've got like the the little like nerdy dude with the glasses and his little goatee and his profile pic and you know the moment some dude is on there you know with his fucking viking braids and his fucking rune tattoo this guy's like oh you know you're so cool and you're you're what i wish i could be it's like it it kind of opens up this space for people who would be considered like the the undesirable right. which none of you are you're all fucking beautiful you're, you're the island of misfit toys uncle uncle That's uncle nice <laughs> says that you are worth it and you're beautiful no matter what the fuck so you know what fuck everybody else and you know i'm not saying like any of this stuff i'm not saying it to stereotype or you know put people down i'm just saying this is literally something i have come across so much right. in you know, you you yourself have, t- like, typically most of your path, you've pretty much been solitary. Like, Christ. you've only ever done, like, things, like, with your close friends. I, you know, in kind of the mid, like, maybe about 10 years into my practice, I kind of did some community stuff. So, like, I personally have been more active in the actual, like, community as a whole, as opposed to being, like, solitary. So, it's like, yes, I have gotten to meet tons of different people. Like, I've done... You know, I've done, I've gone to shows and events and stuff like that outside of, like, you know, my city, my state. You know, I've, I've traveled, I've met all kinds of people. And these are just some of the themes and some of the things I realize that a lot of these people have in common. And I mean, even myself, I'm one of those people. Like, you know, it's like, I fucking, you know, I like fucking nerdy shit. Like, I love fucking Buffy. I like the old, like, 90s fucking X-Men cartoon, you know? I I like fucking anime. Like, I, you know, I like shit like that. And I don't think that necessarily makes me a stereotype. Like, ooh, kawaii desu, I also practice witchcraft. (laughs) Like, you know, (laughs) I I just, I feel like it's, it's this thing where it's almost like an imbalance you know you get the people who want to dabble because they want something that will help make them feel better about themselves and give them some sense of power and some sense of like purpose in their life and then you get the people who are just like the aesthetic people Mm -hmm. and unfortunately a lot of the aesthetic people are the ones that these kind of you know I don't want to like say weaker willed but like you know these kind of more timid people Mm. would be more inclined to turning to because they look like they're going to know what the fuck they're talking about right and like that's just that's just not always the case like right you can be as aesthetic as you want to be and you can have again that ritual you can have a spell or an altar set up and you can share it on social media and it can be you know looking like it just came off of a fucking movie set but it can be an empty spell. It can be an empty working. I I could personally take all of my little shiny bits and baubles and set them up on my kitchen table and take a picture of it and share it on social media and get 10,000 likes and literally just caption it, love spell. And right, not right. actually be doing a spell. Just right. set up shit to look like I was. Oh, sure. Because, I mean, I've seen people posting their spells. I'm using air quotes here. And, like... They'll be like, look, my money spell or my my love spell. And you'll see the items that are in there. And you'll see that like half the time it's got nothing to do with what they're actually trying to do. But I really think that like people also don't realize that the most powerful tool in your, your toolbox for doing spells is yourself and your intent and your ability to manipulate energy. And it's not, you know, if you have... 17 crystals that supposedly promote money or or a bucket of herbs that's supposed to banish negativity i mean those are just they're 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 useless if you're not using your self as the main tool you know it's just yeah it's just like it's just 
And I mean, that's kind of just why. just trim, basically. Yeah, that's kind of why there's that whole thing of, you know, if the, I guess, how do I want to word this? Like, the longer I've gone on in magic, the less prone I am to using, like, tools and items. Like, I can just cast a spell with words. I can just cast a spell with, you know, using my finger to draw a symbol in, like, the air right. or on an object. Like, I've, you know, I I travel and I, I mean, I haven't traveled in a while. Don't, don't get me wrong. My, <laughs> my life ain't that fucking cool. But, like, you know, I tend to rent cars when I travel because I'd rather ruin somebody else's car. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> But I don't fucking show up at the car rental with, like, a full fucking ritual kit and I'm making a fucking giant pentagram around the car, like, you know, doing spell work. I actually no. saw somebody do that on television. I, I Yeah. I, on I, 90 Day Fiance. I've seen that shit go down <laughs> before. But, like, literally, it's as simple as I get into the car and I will draw symbols of power that, you know, whatever I want from this vehicle and from this trip, I'll just use my finger and draw it right on the dashboard i'll either say my words out loud or say it to myself and boom i know in my heart of hearts i'm like my vehicle's protected i'm protected my belongings are protected my trip is going to be successful i'm going to get there in one piece i'm going to come back in one piece like i know that my magic worked i didn't need to bring a bunch of you know herbs and crystals and do all kinds of crazy shit to make it work and i feel like this trend of the internet of being like you know oh like here's a picture of my spell or here's a picture of my altar or here's a picture of you know this working I did I feel like that kind of makes it makes a lot of people feel inferior in some ways mm -hmm. because a lot of people you know even though we are in you know we're trying as a society like you know there's a lot of us who are trying to make it more open and accepting and you know, a more loving place for there to be diversity in this world. Like, things like witchcraft and paganism are still looked down on, and they are still feared, and they are still, you know, people, there's a lot of people who are, like, in, you know, these groups online who are like, hi, like, I want to practice, like, witchcraft, but, you know, I'm, like, 19, and right. I live with my parents, and my And they're born again Christians, yeah, or and whatever, it's like, right. You know, these people are just like, oh, well, I saw that, like, I, you know, I saw on this website, or I saw on this forum, or I saw on Instagram, and, like, I would never be able to have an altar, or I would never be able to have this or that, and it's like, you see people in the comments who are just like, well, then you'll have to wait until you can have your own space. And it's like, no, 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 no. Do right. not tell people that. Like, you can still have sacred space that is yours and still be discreet and still be able to do what you need to do because you don't need all of the fucking tools. And that is one thing that as long as I have been practicing tons of people I've met that has always been a problem of theirs and that has always been an issue of theirs where they're just like oh well, you know I want to practice witchcraft but like I can't afford to buy crystals or I can't afford to buy an athame or I can't afford to buy a goddess candle or you know whatever and it's because you know people out there these you know these aesthetic people make them believe that their magic won't work without it right and like, they have I, to have I kinda, all the things basically yeah and I kind of fucking hate that because you can be a fucking discreet witch or Wiccan or pagan, you know, magic practitioner, whatever you want to call yourself. You can be fucking practicing magic in a fucking Christian Catholic household and have them never fucking know because you can just right. be like, hi, I'm just coming to the kitchen to grab a little sage and a little mint from the cupboard. <laughs> yep. Like, they don't need to know what the fuck you're doing with that. Like, they don't, you know, right. you, can, you can do magic with the simplest and easiest of things and you don't need pretty fancy special crystals you don't need quartz and amethyst and carnelian and agate and all that shit you can literally just go pick up a rock off the ground go for a walk i don't even if you see a nice rock on the ground and it calls out to you keep it because it is still a part of the earth it is still connected to the earth and you can still give it properties and still give it intention i like i don't think people realize you can enchant just about any fucking object you can put intention oh, yeah. into any object like my parent like when I lived with my parents, again, my, my, uh, what's the word I want to look for, like, what's the word I'm looking for here? My, uh, 
the thing the thing that I am good at in magic is protection magic. Like mm-hmm. that is that is my thing. That is what I'm very very good at. And my you know my parents like our our house was not in a very very great area and it was not very safe. You know where I lived and I did a lot of fucking protection magic on my parents' house. And one of the things which my parents still have at their house, it was literally just a sun catcher that mm-hmm. I that I cast a protection spell on to basically like send back any evil or negativity and it's still up i you know if when i when i look at it i can still feel the energy coming off of it and i mean my parents have even said like um you know the area that they live in there's there's there might be some like haunting issues mm-hmm. going on and like my like my parents have said that they feel like there's been times where they felt like a presence has wanted to get into the house but couldn't. Oh, see. And like I know for a fact that I'm like, yeah, it can't it literally can't cross onto the property because of all the shit that I've done to the property. Right. Oh my goodness. But that's the thing. I didn't go out I didn't go out of my way to like buy some, you know, crazy fancy witch item. I literally just fucking was at like I think I got it from like the Christmas tree shop, I was like, "This is a cute sun catcher." Sure, and sure. it was like two dollars, and I was like, "All right, cast a spell on this sun catcher, I guess." Like, <laughs> you don't, you know, there's people don't realize that you can enchant and you know imbue just about anything with magical power. It doesn't need to fit any sort of aesthetic right, to be magical. Right. right. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't think I even owned any crystals for like. Oh my goodness, probably even like the first 10 years I was doing magic. I, I didn't even, I, I really wasn't, I think I used like regular rocks. I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, I think that there is way too much emphasis on like stuff that you don't necessarily need. Well, let's then kind of segue into, um, you know, wh- what are your feelings on taking pictures of al- your altars? Like, I don't okay so like what I have seen over and over and over again in comments and witchcraft groups online is that like you know there's usually there's a lot there's a lot of people that will say oh you shouldn't take a picture because their people are gonna like have that picture now and capture your energy or you know make your spell go wrong because they saw the they saw your altar and they can attack you and I don't believe in that I don't believe that somebody's going to look at your altar and be able to do anything to you via a picture. I also feel like if they, I also feel like if they could, I'm like, bro, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Then? Right. Like, like you're sad. That's the <laughs> highlight of your life where you're just like, yeah, I'm going to send, I'm going to send little nasties after this person's altar. Me, <laughs> fuck them. I mean, like, I, I also don't believe in posting your altar because it's just, I wouldn't personally do it because it is my sacred space. Like, I don't have a problem with people seeing my altar. My altar is in my, you know, my living room. So, obviously, if you come over to my house, it you're going to see it. But it is tucked away in a kind of a quiet little but corner. But it's, it's also that thing that if you're inviting people over to your house, they're people that you are, right. like, intimately attached to. You're not inviting a 100,000 100, strangers over to your house. Right. And is- I can assure you, too, like, you know, my, my nephew came to visit... Uh, twice now um since i've lived where i lived and you know he spent the night and everything my landlord's been like my landlord's been over you're no one's ever said anything about Mm -hmm. my altar like oh what's that i mean my altar is on an old vanity and i don't really think i have i mean you really wouldn't think anything of it if you look at it you're just like oh she likes knickknacks and stuff (laughs) i mean that's kind of what it like it looks like other tables and things in my home that you know like i have lots of little knickknacks and collectibles so it kind of just kind of you know blends in but i really i mean if i was to take a picture i just wouldn't be afraid of somebody like trying to zap me with their their ill intent i kind of feel the same way like if i like i've shared before like parts of my altar but i would never share like my altar as a right because i kind of feel the same way where it's to me like your sacred space is something that's intimate to you that'd be like if i like opened up my drawer of dildos and was like let me fucking send this to the internet and let everybody see this right 
you know, it's, it's, you wouldn't, nobody, you wouldn't, nobody would do that. I mean, you know, I, there are spaces for stuff like right, that. Right, but you like know? just in like but a like normal in just, context. Yeah, in a normal setting, like nobody's gonna like, here's this intimate thing about my life. I mean, maybe the Dildo fan club group. That's, you know, that's <laughs> a oh dime gosh, a dozen. Shit, let me hit them up. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, I don't feel like, like, why would you even but, well, send a picture what, to, like... Yeah, that's what I'm saying, where it's, like, if there's if there's something kind of, like... In your Facebook post. <laughs> feeling sad today. Opening up my drawer. And, like, look at, You know what I mean? Like, like, it's just not... You're not going to do that, necessarily. Yeah. I mean, well, that's, you know, it's even kind of that thing You're just where, taking a picture of it, not saying anything. Right. And just putting it on your timeline. Oh, oh well, no, night yeah. sad again. I'd, I'd, have to, I'd have to give it like a caption, like people give like you know pictures of altars and spells. I'd have to be like, "How does this make you feel?" <laughs> I know, I know. That's what that's what most people do, but I don't. I don't know. It's it's strange to me because again, I feel like I feel like your sacred space is something that should be kind of intimate, or I mean, like you know, even even anything like that, like you know. It's kind of I'm 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 a very I am very much all about body positivity. I'm very much as long as everybody's happy, consenting adults. I'm very much about like sexual freedom and stuff like that. You know, if people want to show off their bodies or whatever, but I feel like it's also kind of that thing where there's like a time and a place. Like to go with my, you know, far-fetched example, you know, it wouldn't be appropriate for me to post like a drawer full of like sex toys or like if I had like a sex bedroom in my house like it wouldn't be appropriate for me to just post that in general on social media but like you said if I was in like a, a, a group, group for that a, sure like a fetish group and I posted that or you know it's kind of it's or kind if you're of, doing it to be funny with like a fr- like to your friends or yeah, something I mean, there's, but just not like, you're not gonna randomly yeah it's kind of the, i feel like it's almost like the same thing with like alters oddly enough where it's like you know nobody you know nobody's gonna want to like share pictures of like their underwear drawer i was thinking, like or, literally just got into my brain right then i was literally or, thinking like, or, like you know like, pictures, taking a picture of your underwear drawer right you know or like pictures of like here's my tampons or you know here's my condoms <laughs> or here's my viagra pills like things that most people consider to be like intimate yeah. to them they're not just gonna want to share it with the world and be like Hey world, how does this make you feel? How does like, my box of con- how does my box yeah. of condoms make you feel? I said, well, first of all, I know that you don't need ones that big, so go back. <laughs> first oh of all, goodness. them XLs, you're being very generous. But that's I just I don't know. It's like I feel like you get the two types of people who share those types of pictures on like social media it's either the people who have like the movie set set up where it's just like everything is like perfectly in place and you know this this basically looks like the the altar set up from you know the craft and you know (laughs) fear me and my my amazing collection of magical goodies or it's just like some poor person who's like hi i read exactly one blog and watched three tiktoks about witchcraft and i made an altar does this look okay like those are literally the two types of people you get who right those pictures right and also i'm sorry like that is giving people a lot of credit for having a lot of power that they can just like you know look at a picture and be like zap you know i'm gonna i'm gonna like send my bad vibes to you like like no people are insane in these groups like it just it drives me absolutely nuts where people just be like hi i i found this rock on the ground how does it make you feel and there's ten thousand comments of people being like the rock is evil put it back on the ground or they'll be like i'm i am a i'm a 20th generation natural born psychic well the family blood curse (laughs) psychic medium space witch and space witch (laughs) i my senses are telling me that god himself put that rock in your path take it and bury it in your home it's sacred and like then you'll get the people who are normal people who are just like i don't know it's a cool rock good job like they're they're praising a child for finding right right I just, I don't, I don't understand where, like, these people get these crazy fucking notions from that they're just like, here's, here's a picture. Hi, you don't know me, hundred thousand, like, hundred K strangers, but, like, (laughs) here's a picture of something from my life. Now tell me about my life or tell me how it makes you feel. I feel like. And then the paragraphs that people will write back. Yeah, like, you're, you're just you're opening 
yourself up to like unnecessary criticism. You're opening yourself up to, you know, unnecessary harassment. Because I've seen people like get really mean and nasty in some of these comments before over like nothing where it's just like, you know, oh, hey, like we moved into this house and like my daughter says this room is scary. And then it's like people are like, well, you're a fucking idiot for moving into that house because it's clearly haunted. And like <laughs> people get so mean about it. And it's just like. Or you the people that aren't happy that it's not like, okay, so maybe this would be a perfect time to talk about the thing I sent you yesterday. Oh, yeah. So yesterday I sent Knight a video from a Facebook group that this woman had made a video of her baby, like just laying there and like giggling. And then all of a sudden this voice sort of sound, I don't even know if you could say it was a voice, kind of comes over. I personally, and, and she admitted in the comments that she edited it so you could hear it better, but it literally sounded like she just dropped a sound clip in there. But what was, in my opinion, was really nuts was like, there was tons and tons and tons of people that were like, oh yeah, th th that voice definitely said this. And you, you know, I, I don't think it's, you know, it has any ill intent and just going on and on about this ghost voice. And then there was, like, literally two people that just happened to say that they didn't think, that, that they didn't hear anything. And the, the original poster just got so mad and went on and on about, like, like, I was just so surprised. I was thinking, well, wouldn't you want someone to tell you that it's probably nothing? I mean, and don't even get me going about EVP, because, like, e EVP is, is not a... It's not a... It's not an exact science. science, and even if you have a literal EVP recorder, you can pick up radio stations. Your cell phone can pick up radio stations. So, but just, this woman was so nasty to these couple of people that were just like, and I didn't think, I mean, I showed you those comments. I didn't think that, that they were being rude at all to her. I thought they were just kind of trying to, like... Yeah, make her feel better. Wouldn't you feel better if you had a baby and you're worried that your baby's like getting gonna get possessed and somebody tells well, you, "Hey, I didn't hear it's anything." That, it's the thing of like this this woman obviously wanted people's opinions, but she was mad that there were opinions that didn't agree with right. Hers. And I mean, that's you know, that's not even necessarily just a fucking. That's not a issue. witchcraft that's a, thing. That's a human issue. Like, but why are you asking a group on Facebook a question if you don't want their opinions? That's what I like. Like, come on, you know you're going to get half the groups not going to agree with you. That's how these groups work. That's why I go to these groups to read the comments because you know that like there's just people that no matter what you say are going to see it one way. Yeah. So like you need to, but you also should be ready to, you know deal with that if you pose a question <laughs> on a, yeah, so, a I mean, social media a group. lot of um, unfortunately the vast majority of people like can't really take criticism or they can't take opposing opinions or they just they they want a certain reaction and if they don't get it they're not going to be happy about it like you know the the base the base topic of of this episode and like the discussion of you know sharing like spell work and stuff like that like there's a really big difference between sharing, like, if somebody's sharing something as an instructional thing. Like, right. you know, if, if for instance, you know, there's, like, there's a YouTuber that I followed, and, you know, she did a video one time, it was, like, less than 15 minutes, and it was just, like, you know, she's, like, oh, this is, like, a basic um, energy balancing meditation that you can do. And... You know, I designed it so that you can adapt it no matter, like, what your your path is or, mm -hmm. like, you know, what your, your deities might be. And, you know, she basically just did it as, like, a step-by-step. -step. And she was kind of like, you know, here's the two crystals I use. You could choose two different ones that match, like, your energies mm -hmm. or your path. Or if it's harder for you to find these, like, you can use, you know, other options. And, you know, it's it was literally just, like, a step-by-step -step tutorial Something like that, if you want to actually teach people a spell or if you want to share, you know, a meditation or something like that with people, that's a lot different than being like, here's a love spell I made to find my soulmate. I used A, B, C, and D, and then I did, you know, E, F, G, and J. Like, I feel like there's a difference between sharing your own private, intimate spell work 
and teaching people. Right, right. You know, because I've, you know, I've, I've done, um, you know, like I, I offer, I offer paganism classes for people and I've taught people over, you know, the last 10, 12 years. And obviously during those classes, when I'm teaching people, I'm, I, I've always preferred, I tell people right from the get go, I'm like, I'm teaching you like general basic paganism. I'm not teaching you any specific path, any specific pantheon, any specific like, you know, religion, religion, whatever. You know, my whole thing is I'm just here to teach you the basics Mm -hmm. and, you know, go from there. And I've always had, you know, I've always had a lot of students who kind of enjoy that because sometimes it's like, oh, well, I'm more drawn to this god or this goddess or I'm more drawn to these energies or those energies. And I like being able to give people that opportunity. And, you know, as part of my part of my class for like the final the final workshop I do, like the I guess the the final like assignment Mm -hmm. is I will have my student make a mock spell. They don't even have to perform it in front of me or anything. I just say, you know, write it down and tell me, like, what you come up with. And, you know, I've had students be like, okay, like, I designed a spell, um, you know, to help me with focusing because I'm I'm going to college soon and I want to be able to keep my focus and do my studies. I chose, you know, a yellow candle for for studying and I chose an orange candle for success. I chose a clear quartz to keep my mind clear, you know, and that's, that's all I have them tell me, you know, I don't, I'm not like, you're going to do a spell in front of me, you know, <laughs> you know I, like I just have them. Do you imagine? Yeah. I just, I have them. I said a drop down and give me 20. It's like I've, you drop down and do a spell. I've, I've been, a, I've been to workshops where people that's do crazy. that. Where they're like, you're going to cast a circle and you're just going to throw your energy around and we're going to judge it. Like, I've right, been to right. workshops where people have been like that, and I'm like, mm, girl, no, this ain't for me. Like, nah, nah, I'm, I'm here to, I'm here to fuck, I'm like, I'm here to fuck around and, like, you know, learn some shit or, like, Yeah, don't you be know, peer pressuring me in the cast I'm not here to uh, <laughs> fucking wave my, wave my fucking magic dick around and be like, yeah, let's see who can cast a more powerful circle, man, you know? Let's see who's the better witch in this room. Like, nah, that's all just fucking bullshit. Right. No, I agree. I agree. Well, these, I mean, this has all been a lot to think about. I, I just, you know, I really want to... I, I feel like we formed more questions than we answered. Well, that's okay, though, because, like, sometimes I feel like, you know, I, I want these episodes not to just be, like, we're, we're, you know, we have questions, too. I mean, like, we're not. I feel like you're never done evolving on your, your witch journey. Um... So let's do our little meltdown moment. So since we were talking about, you know, spell work and, and all that good stuff, I thought that I would actually read off how to cast a circle. And this is from the Living Wicca, a guide for the solitary practitioner by Scott Cunningham. But I, you know, I realize that you know maybe some people don't actually know how they're supposed to do a circle like maybe some people don't do circles even so this is always an option um so when casting a circle you want to sand stand can't even talk today (laughs) i'm having (laughs) some verbal issues guys stand sit or lie according to the situation raise energy by tightening your muscles visualize it glowing as a ball of purple bluish flame within you using your protective hand the um direct this energy out from you into a small magical circle the hand acts as the energy director alternately send out the energy in a clockwise circle around you without moving your hand feel the circle shimmering and pulsing if desired and possible, sprinkle salt and or water around you to bless the area before creating the circle. And that's all there is to it. You don't even need to use the water or the salt. That sounded fancy. And I know that, um, now, when you do your circles, do you start in a certain direction? I usually always start in the east. So do I. But my my Um, altar faces north. The only time I don't do that is if 
if I have something, like, if I have a spell that I'm, I really want to add, like, as much energy and, like, mm-hmm. as much of a punch to, mm-hmm. then I'll start in whatever direction corresponds with, like, the spell. The spell. So, okay. for instance, um, like, typically, like, fire is associated with protection. So, if I want to do, like, a really powerful protection ritual, I'll start my, I'll start, you know, my circle in the south for fire. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, um, you know, starting it in the east, or you know, if I'm doing a heal, a really powerful healing one, I'll start it like in the west. What's your problem? I'm sorry, we're 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 recording at a friend's house. I'm currently dog sitting. We made it through like almost an entire episode, and now this old girl's getting fussy. She's like, I don't like the way the blankets are arranged on the couch. <laughs> she was sleeping. Now she's she sleeping like, so solidly. Now she's just like, Meh, she's like, I'm these, over it. Fuck these blankets. <laughs> They're not how I want them to be. Um, so for my meltdown moment, I just, I wanted to keep it kind of basic, and, uh, I was gonna share... Basic witchcraft! (laughs) Basic witchcraft! (laughs) I wanted to, uh, share with you four single basic herbs that can be used to represent the elements. You know, I'm all about making things as accessible, um you know, to people as possible. So these are all herbs that are very easily obtained... Uh, you know, you can pretty much get these at just uh, just about any grocery store. Um, you know, so they're pretty easy to get a hold of. So for earth, we have sage can be used to represent the element of earth. For fire, we can use cinnamon to represent cinnamon. fire. <laughs> cinnamon, girl. I, like that. That was, I was like, oh, yeah, get that prince going. Uh, you can use mint or even lavender to represent air if you want to get a little fancier and get that lavender. Nice. And for uh, water, you can use roses. Yes. So those are just some basic herbs that you can use to represent the elements that are, you know, easily obtained. Don't need to go getting those funky herbs. <laughs> crazy or out of your way to find it. It's like, oh my god, what do you mean I can't just walk into my average grocery store and be like, excuse me, what aisle is the mugwort on? I know, right? It'd be cool if you could, though. I mean, you can grow it. You can get mugwort seeds like nothing. Well, I'm lazy, and I just want to go into a store and And ask for things. Yeah, (laughs) no, I know, I know. I mean, yeah, I... You're right. But this was this was this a, was this good. Was a, this is a good episode. And I just want to give a shout out to our international listeners. Like, hello, hello. I am so, as they say in England, chuffed to bits <laughs> that you are listening to us. Yeah, I, you, I don't know. When, when you sent me that thing, and you're like, we have international listeners. I'm like, why? <laughs> Who wants to listen to us? <laughs> so when you we record using like anchor, the fact that American people want to listen to us is already right. Like, I'm like, oh man, we found we found saps in America that'll listen to us. I'm like, come on, Europeans, you're supposed to be more refined. Give yourself credit. <laughs> there might be more than what we're than what the um, the analytics show because it only shows for Spotify and Anchor. So I don't know if we have international listeners on Apple. I sure hope so, though. <laughs> like, right, that'd be fun. It makes me so happy and excited. We're happy and excited, but it turns out they're just like showing their friends like yo listen to this bullshit podcast I know. listen to these dumbass hoes and we're here like oh my god people overseas like us i know like i go back and forth sometimes and i'm like i want people to like us but i'm so scared i'm so scared to like get a bad review or something but they're like but i don't i mean whatever like i don't i've listened to some pretty crummy podcasts and i would never leave a bad review ever i'd leave like a neutral review i'd be like yeah some people might like this not me right though. like i don't think i mean unless this is something like crazy and outlandish like i don't really it doesn't really bother me too much. And I mean, I've listened to a few of the top podcasts in this genre. And like uh, the one that's like number one, I'm kind of like, oh, okay. okay. Like, it's not bad. It's not a bad podcast, but it's just like, I, w- I was surprised. So yeah, but this was re- really fun. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it too. Uh, hopefully we'll get some more listeners, but I'm super excited because we're at like a solid 14 average Woo! listeners right now. <laughs> Going up in the world. Yes. But you know what? We started out, it was an average of three. So so for those of you that have stuck with us since the beginning, yeah, so appreciate it. Stay positive. Be like, we're we're like a month into this. Yeah. We have 15 listeners. Hell yeah. Yeah, no, I love it. It's awesome. And I mean, it's fun. I feel like it's like our new group of friends or something. So I uh, guess we'll put a pin in it for today. Sure will. But thanks, guys. This was a lot of fun, as we said. And uh, remember to to keep it magical. But without having the meltdown. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.